RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Health, health wellness, wellness, and fitness. and fitness. Five days a week. You know, the controversy aside, we hear so much about coffee, whether it's good for you or bad for you. Should you have one cup or two cups? My guest today, Dr. Bob Arnotti, is an internal medicine physician, award-winning journalist, and New York Times bestselling author. Dr. Arnott, tell us about coffee. Is it good, bad, or indifferent for us? Answer it. So the, the, the great, great news is it's great for you. Yay. Coffee may, may be the single best thing the average American does for themselves every day. And here's how we know. As you know, from only reporting wonderful shows, the New England Journal is the premier medical journal. And in that journal, they had an article on 5 million consumer years of coffee drinking. And they showed that for women, there's a 15% decrease in all-cause death and 10% for men. Now, here's where the controversy came in. For years, you look at coffee drinkers, so what do they do? They drank, they ate, they smoked, they didn't exercise. They had all these bad habits, and those were associated with coffee. But this enormous study was able to pick out those individuals who had none of those risks, and they had robust good health. So the final word is in, and that is coffee is not just good for you. It's probably great for you. Wow. Well, you know, I'm an exercise physiologist, and we talk a lot about superfoods around here and things that are really good for us. Why is coffee so good for us? And as long as we don't turn our cup of coffee into a dessert, right, it, then, <laughs> you know, then it's not well, going to be as bad for us. It's like turning it into a piece of cake some people do. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, of course, it's either the very best or very worst thing you do every day. If you have a, yeah. you know, a 600-calorie latte with cream and sugar, it's no good for you. But the intriguing thing in terms of why it's good for you is it's the largest source of polyphenols in the American diet. And for anybody who goes, what the heck is a polyphenol? The answer is simple. It's what makes fresh fruits and vegetables, red wines, green teas healthy. And coffee is the number one source of antioxidants and polyphenols in the American diet. But here's the twist, though, we have taken in a top analytical chemistry laboratory, beans from around the world, and we have found a tenfold difference in terms of how much they have. So just like you might have a fresh, wild Alaskan blueberry compared to one that's, you know, shriveled up in your, uh, in your corn muffin, the same is true of coffees. They're not all the same. There are fantastic coffees out there that have amazing amounts of polyphenols where you could just have a cup or two a day. And then there are the also-ran coffees that, though they still have some antioxidant in them, but you might have to have six cups to be able to get everything you need. So the message is, pick great coffees. Okay, so what's first of all, let's talk about the best way to get our coffee. People go to Starbucks, they spend an inordinate amount of monies, they've got K-cups, some people insist on a French press. What do you think is the best way to brew a cup of coffee? Well, so we've actually done this in the laboratory to look at this, and our criterion is what gets the most of these polyphenols out. And so we love the AeroPress technique. Chemex is another one. Um, Melita, these pour-over individual techniques. So the key is if you grind your own beans at home, you're unlocking that flavor right there as you go. And in Starbucks, you know, if you ask for a freshly ground coffee or whatever their you know, artisanal coffee is, it's great. So in terms of you know, buying these, make sure you ask for a lighter roast. And here's why. Oh. Dark roasted coffees are the new white bread. That is, 
the roasting is that process, true? Really? It really is true. We have looked at this, and in our own laboratory tests, the top, you know, third-party laboratory, the more you roast it, the more you burn out all of the really good oh, polyphenols. Killing and me here. Other, I love dark roast. But do you love dark or do you love bold? That's bold. Yeah, I like bold. And that you see, that's the mistake a lot of people make. So they go, I like a bold coffee. Fine. Take a lighter roast and just put twice as much coffee or 55% more. That makes it bold because the dark roast, you've taken all of the flavors out of it. There, there are over a thousand flavor components in coffee. It's a delight that most Americans have never experienced in these lighter to light medium roasts with really good beans. So experience that. And then there are natural sugars and flavors in coffees so that you don't need to add sugar and cream. Now, we actually put together what I would call kind of a test coffee, I mean, called Dr. Danger coffee. And it's with this, we have taken the finest beans out of Kenya and Ethiopia, special roast profile, so they have just exactly the highest amount of flavor in caffeine. And, you know, our tests are doing pretty well. You know, it's on Amazon, and, you know, people sort of, you know, vote, vote with their credit card, and they like it because they just plain feel better. But, you know, there are other good coffees out there. You can go to coffeereview.com, which is the top independent coffee site. You'll see these Dr. Danger coffees, for instance, get all marks in the 90s. But there are other good coffees, so they get very, very good marks. So you can, you know, order them online and have them delivered right to your home. So, okay, and if someone, it's coffeereview.com, that's what it is? Coffeereview.com will have that. And if you want to learn more about the antioxidants and exercise, you can go to you know, drdangercoffee.com, and we have videos there on, you know, time trials and how it improves your ability to do a time trial faster and harder with more power. We have a nice video on the antioxidants. Oh, yeah, it increases human performance. I know about those studies. Now, Now, in just the last couple of minutes, you mentioned Ethiopia. So what coffees are we looking for when we're looking, if we're going to go with a lighter roast but maybe make more coffee or make it a little bit stronger for ourselves, where are we looking for these coffees to be from? So it's a great point. It's the microenvironment that makes the coffee. So what we found in our research, testing again in a great laboratory, you want to go high, close to the equator, and you want the bean to be challenged. So for instance, the southwest slope of Mount Kenya, or up in a place called Hambella, Ethiopia, it's high, it's rugged, it's challenged by the sun and cold and rain and wind and cloud, and you have very big, robust, big coffee beans. Now, also great places in South America. For instance, there's a place called Bobolink in Brazil that has a great bean. Um, some of the wheelers from Colombia. But the principle is, you know, you want a high microenvironment where people grow up well. And, you know, and I know you're so interested in you know, sort of international development and helping people around the world. And this is how you can do it. If you choose really great, great beans, they're a little bit more expensive. But that money then goes to building better schools and hospitals for the farmers. And that's why I'm so interested in coffee and devoted to it. You know, we take whatever profits we might have and use them to support an orphanage and farmers in Africa because, cool. you know, they do something great for us. They give us a coffee that makes us perform better. Our mood improves. We're actually doing a study now at a major medical school on mood and coffee. Great studies out there on the more coffee that women drink, the less their 
depression or less their risk of dysphoria. So if they do a wonderful job for us, we should do something wonderful for them, which is paying a few more pennies a cup so that they, too, are rewarded and can build a better life for their families. Boy, I sure love that. I applaud all the great work you do, too. That's great advice, certainly. And you can see more about him at drdangercoffee.com. And just in the last 20 seconds, how many cups is, is this good for the day without getting, getting jitters? So if you're a fast processor, you can have five or six cups a day. If you're a slow processor like me, if I have more, cups, more than two cups, I'm going to run somebody off the road. Yeah. So be, be careful in terms of your caffeine symptoms. And remember, there are wonderful decaps. There's an Ethiopian Sadama decaf that got great reviews this year, has all the polyphenols, but doesn't have the caffeine. So enjoy your coffee, but be careful of the caffeine thing because you don't want to be jittery and anxious, but you do want to have all the benefits. So go to decaf as early in the day as you need to. I do love my polyphenols, and I love my caffeine too. But I'm kind of run on caff. I'm kind of run on energy anyway. I don't really need caffeine. I think people think I have way too much of it. But thanks so much for being with us. And you can see more on drdangercoffee.com or coffeereview.com. See what kind of coffee you're drinking. We just learned a lot in this segment. I hope you did too. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. Stay well. <laughs>